Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. How often do you think about socks? About how valuable they are, how it's nice that they keep your feet warm, or maybe how annoying they sometimes can be? Bombas realized the importance of high-quality, great socks and set out to make a difference for feet everywhere. Two guys, Randy and Dave, wanted to make a product that would help the world, and their research led them to find out that socks were the number one requested clothing item in homeless shelters. Randy and Dave created Bombas soon after with a dedicated one-for-one model to donate a pair of socks for every single pair sold. My feet have never been happier. After receiving my Bombas socks and wearing them around my home and at the studio and also in the streets here of Stockholm, Sweden, I can say that Bombas took every sock problem and solved it. Every pair comes with a built-in blister tab, innovative arch support, stay-up technology, and a seamless toe. Made from premium cotton, the socks stay warm in the winter and are cool in the summer. Basically, Bombas are just what feet daydream about. Keep cool, keep comfortable, and keep contributing with the best socks in the history of feet, Bombas. Buy one pair or four at bombas.com slash yoga girl today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash yoga girl for 20% off bombas.com slash yoga girl. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am recording this right now from beautiful Öland in the south of Sweden. It's an island on the southeast uh, border of Sweden that's absolutely, totally remarkable. It's, it's oh, if, if I could just describe my view as I'm recording this. So I'm sitting in this beautiful old um, villa um, and I'm looking out at the sea and it's just the sun is setting and the sky is orange and oh, the clouds are pinkish and it's just the waters right there and it's it's so beautiful I, I can't even describe it it's it's amazing Sweden is beautiful you guys if you haven't been to Sweden uh put it on the top of your list it's beautiful I don't know what's kind of been my thing the past couple of years I spent 10 years not living here not spending a lot of time here at all um, even though I'm born and raised and I kind of had this um not resentment against Sweden there's nothing wrong with Sweden but just because when I left I was 19 years old and I was kind of angry at the world and I was really running away from a lot of stuff so I built this image up in my head of how Sweden is just this cold dark place and it sucks kind of <laughs> but um the reality is that's that's not true <laughs> any place can be cold and dark and suck it's all about your mindset and it's all about how you feel in your own body uh, it, you can be anywhere in the world you can work the most boring job in the world you can live in a dreadful place Um, and if you can make peace with who you are and practice self-care and self-love you can still have a really good life of course circumstances affect us and they help a lot so if you're surrounded by beautiful spaces and if you can be in nature and outside it's going to help you um, infuse yourself with that self-love and that energy that you need but I'm trying to practice these days the art of appreciating every fucking moment (laughs) And it's not an easy thing, but 
I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with me these days, but I am really appreciating everywhere I go. It might be because I have a baby who doesn't sleep. Right now, we're about a week into a sleep regression. I've shared some about this on, on Instagram. I never knew things could be this hard, just not sleeping. I, I've always, for my whole life, I've taken sleep for granted. Just I never appreciated just being able to, not even just sleeping in, like sleeping in in the morning right now feels like such an insane luxury. It feels so far away from where I am. Um, just having a couple hours of undisturbed rest, like a couple of consecutive hours of sleep, like that's the dream. <laughs> The idea of sleeping a whole night, uh, it seems very far away. The idea of sleeping in the morning, oh my God, feels miles away. And just the idea of sleeping and not worrying about anything else but just myself and my sleep. Because right now, even when I'm asleep, I'm not really sleeping. I'm 100% aware of where Leah Luna is, how she's sleeping, how close she is to me. I'm just kind of have a half eye open the whole time, uh, making sure that the baby is okay. And this is <laughs> something that people told me, other parents said, oh, you know, you'll never, you'll never sleep the same again. And I didn't get that. I was like, okay, maybe in the beginning it's hard. And of course, you know, babies don't sleep through the night right away. But of course, you know, you'll come back to sleep at some point. I'm understanding now that no, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to come back to having the same kind of sleep that I had before because it's like that saying, you know, having your heart outside of your body. It's totally true. It's totally, totally true. So I don't think sleep will ever be the same. I'll always be kind of aware of, you know, maybe even when she's older or she's an adult or a teenager, I'll, I'll always be um, be aware, you know, where is she and how is she, which is a strange concept coming from this very... Um, self-centered, simple <laughs> life that I that I lived pre-baby. But somehow, even these challenging times, because now we are in a really challenging place, it's just not sleeping, it makes everything super, super hard. It's also making me appreciate the hell out of everything. <laughs> Those fleeting little moments in between. So just right now, okay, we've been driving all day. It's a five-hour drive to get here. We didn't know how I was going to go with the baby. She's five months. We didn't know. Uh, my best friend Olivia and, and, and her boyfriend Patrick, they drove two days before us and they, it took them seven and a half hours and they stopped six times <laughs> because the baby was screaming the whole way through and it just wasn't working. So when you have your baby in a car, in a car seat, you can't just take the baby out. You know, the baby's really strapped in there um, for safety reasons. So I was nervous, but then magically, like we got in the car, got on the road. She fell asleep within 10 minutes and she slept for three solid hours. And then we took a break. We had something to eat. She was awake for one hour at this like cute little lunch place we went to. And then we went back in the car and within two minutes, she was asleep and she slept the whole way to the island. We had like a magical <laughs> car ride going here. And, you know, everybody down is downstairs right now. We're in this gorgeous place in Erland and I have to record this podcast and it's something that I do every week I'm getting used to this rhythm of okay every week I have to record the podcast and sometimes it's really easy and I'm set up and I've planned it out and I have space in my day most of the time it's not so easy uh, I'm carving out like almost a whole hour uh, once a week to do this and I love it <laughs> I love it so much it's become my favorite thing to do but when you have a busy day or a challenging day or when you're not sleeping or when you spent the whole day in a car, and I know today is like my deadline for, for the podcast, uh, the thought of oh, taking all my audio equipment out, finding like a little nook somewhere in this house, everybody's downstairs enjoying the sunset, I'm going to record this podcast. And I, I was kind of reluctant, like, oh, I, I have so many responsibilities, like everybody else has an easy life. They're just downstairs enjoying the, the evening and I have to go and do this thing that I do. And then I, <laughs> I get into the bedroom, I close the door, I sit down and I just like right before I turned on the mic just six minutes ago, I look out at the window and it's just mind blowing how beautiful this moment is. It's crazy. <laughs> and I feel like some, you know, maybe I complain in the day I don't have any time for myself, but I do have time for myself. And I get to sit here oh, in this beautiful house, in this beautiful bedroom, overlooking the sea and the water and sun is setting. My friends are downstairs. My husband's downstairs. Ringo, my dog is by my side. My baby's here. Everything's good. And I get to just do this for a living. Like, <laughs> am I kidding myself complaining about anything? You know, oh, 
just, I had a total reality check. I'm tearing up a little bit right now. Just talking to you from appreciation. If you're listening right now, I just, I want you to know, I, I appreciate the hell out of you just for tuning in. If, if this is your first time listening or if you've heard every single podcast, if you, you know, wait every Friday for the release of the podcast and you're tuning in, I, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for for carving time out of your day to listen to my words and, you know, whatever I have <laughs> to share every single week because I know that takes commitment and it's 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 beautiful. So thanks for being a part of this community and for allowing me the space to spend an hour alone every single week to to connect with you and with this community. I'm grateful for it. <sighs> and this is a, a really good segue into actually what I plan to talk about today. It's so magical. Everything works and synchronicity and it's just it's just oh I was in the car on the way here and I, I had a couple things that have been on my mind and I'm moving away from having a preset topic for every week. I thought before that every week I have to have it kind of I have to have a decision what I'm gonna talk about and center you know, every episode around something. Now I'm really in the in the space of just sitting down and allowing whatever comes to come. But in the car on the way here, I was thinking, okay, what am I pondering today? You know, what's my today? What's happening now? Last week, I spoke about feeling taken advantage of. And I didn't get into kind of the, the day today. Uh, I'm, I'm in the midst of a situation right now where I feel taken advantage of, um, both personally and in business. And I don't want to share that situation right now because there is a difference between drama and wisdom. Of course, there's a difference, but there's a difference between drama and learning. So when you're in the midst of something challenging, there's usually a lot of drama involved and a lot of ego involved, always. So what I'm dealing with now, there's a lot of drama and there's ego on both sides, from my side and from this other person's side. And there's a lot of he said, she said, and who's right and how could this happen and blah, 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 like this, this drama going on. And I never, I don't like to share those situations or moments until they've transformed and become some sort of learning until I've been able to really take out a nugget of wisdom from that situation and as it is right here right now I still am not able to I'm in the midst of of this challenge of feeling taken advantage of in in my life Um, so that's why I'm not talking about the details of what's happening there Um, but it's been so beautiful to see how so many people out there resonated with this challenge of balancing your giving and receiving. And since I recorded that podcast, I spent all of this week really contemplating this. So not just the challenge of, of the output and the input and maybe, you know, having difficult relationships or people in your life to take advantage. But if all the barriers are on my side, which is uh, an absolute truth that I fully believe in, all the barriers are on my side. I am the master of my universe. Uh, I'm the master of deciding what I do with what comes my way. If all the barriers are on my side, what am I doing in my life that is making space to allow people to take advantage of me? Because there's truth in that too. There's there's really both two sides to this to this story. And that's why I'm in this. <laughs> that's been my epiphany this week. Since also reading your stories and hearing how people resonate with with this topic is I have these things come my way so that I can learn something, so that I can change something, so I don't have to set myself up in those situations where I get taken advantage of again. So it's not about, it's about moving away from this repetition. Hello, Ringo. (laughs) It's about moving away from this repetition, from this pattern of creating a space in my life where, um, where I invite people in or where I make, set things up in my life. That makes it easy for other people to take advantage. Or maybe we're even like orchestrate events and and create situations where um, there's no other option (laughs) for people than take advantage. Um, What am I allowing and how is that coming to be? And it's led me to some really deep kind of meditating on our thoughts and the power that they have. Really, really. Have you heard that quote or that, that saying, um, energy flows where attention goes. So meaning whatever you're focusing on, whatever you're pondering or obsessing over or thinking about or really spending a lot of time bringing energy towards, that's also where you bring energy, not just from yourself, but from kind of the universe and all around you. So where attention goes, energy flows. And that means that if you spend a lot of your time 
obsessing over negative stuff or this is a good example, worrying about something. Um, if you spend a lot of times worrying about something, kind of projecting this image of a future scenario that's awful, that maybe could happen and maybe could come your way, um, it's not unlikely that that event or a similar type of thing is actually going to come. So it's kind of like you're f- fulfilling your own prophecy in a little bit, in, in a way. And I like that saying, worrying is praying for what you don't want. <laughs> and I think about that a lot. So I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that I direct my attention where I want energy to flow. So what do I want to create? What do I want to manifest? What, what kind of scenarios do I actually want to sit with versus what do I not want to have, have to happen? And that means when you find yourself in a challenging place, if you get stuck in the drama of it, so if you get stuck in that um that he said, she said thing that I'm, that I'm in right now, for instance, uh, and you start complaining and then maybe you start gossiping and you start pulling other people into your drama and you start telling the world this story of how oh, everything is so awful and I'm getting taken advantage of and this person is just a horrible human being and he said this and she said that and blah, blah, blah. If you start projecting all of this negative energy and all this attention toward this negative situation, you're going to bring more of that into your life. Like a lot more, <laughs> a lot more of it. Have you ever noticed that angry people tend to get stuck in challenging and angry situations? <laughs> uh, I have, for instance, I have a, okay, let me see how I can phrase this to not bring any drama into this moment. Okay, I'm just catching myself. So I have an old friend, I put it that way who's really angry, who for as long as I've known him, walked around with a lot of anger um, and is built up from his past, from having a really challenging childhood and just gone through a lot of heavy stuff. But instead of kind of um, maybe having the space to deal with that and process that, it's made him into a really angry person. So everywhere he looks, he looks for reasons why people are assholes. <laughs> He's kind of one of those people that's able to to find a negative always in whatever situation or whatever person you're in. So um, if you have something come your way, I I like to look at it from both sides. Like you never really know the truth um, until you investigate. So why automatically assume that it's something bad, right? Why automatically assume that someone is talking bad behind your back? Maybe you don't know the truth. Um, But this guy, he, he always assumes the worst in people. And because of that, I'm super certain of this, he also brings out the worst in people and he also kind of attracts people that are the same that are also looking for um, for the bad or for reasons why you can't trust someone and inevitably gets caught in a lot of situations where he's provoked into um, fights or really bad discussions or even like some physical encounters and, and lots of challenging shit and we've had this conversation so many times over the years where it got to a point where uh, he would get into so many fights like actual like bar fights, like physical fights where people get actually physically injured. Like this is super intense and had some issues with the police. And like, it's, it's really heartbreaking because he's such a genuinely, like he's a good person and a good guy just has a just challenging anger that, that causes him trouble everywhere he goes. So he stopped going out. This is one, one example. He stopped going out um, to bars or to have a beer or um, just, he stopped putting himself in scenarios like that where, because he knew if I go, there's going to be a fight. And I realize now that that's probably a really smart thing because he doesn't know how to control his anger. So taking yourself out of the situation where that anger is easily provoked is a really smart thing. But there must be another way. Like I said, you're going to spend the rest of your life like never, ever going out ever again, like going dancing or going to a club or going to a bar or going out for dinner, like doing something out, you know, in that scenario ever again. Um because you're afraid of getting into a fight like wouldn't you rather deal with what is this reason behind all this where is the anger coming from and how can I in my own space deal with that if all the barriers are on my side is there a way where I can work through this anger maybe find what's rooted in it like where what is it rooted in what's the challenge in my past that made me angry that made me not trust the world that made me feel abandoned maybe that made me fearful Um, That makes me feel insecure. Like there's something in there and it's really vulnerable. Anger is just this product of, 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 of something really, you know, vulnerable, a vulnerability that we're unable to express or that we're scared that someone is going to interfere with or that we can't trust that we're, we're held and we're cared for and everything is okay. But now this friend of mine, he just, he just won't have it. So it's an interesting discussion. It's something that we talk about a lot, a lot, a lot. 
And if this is truly the case, and I see it in a lot of, of people and situations and mostly in myself. So if I'm having a bad day and I step out the, into the world and I maybe I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or I right now I'm not really having those types of days, even though I'm not sleeping, um, having the baby is just the most beautiful thing ever. So I don't wake up angry. <laughs> I don't wake up in a shitty mood because she's there and she smiles at me the first thing she does in the morning. So I'm just kind of in this haze <laughs> of happiness all the time. But if I do have a bad day for whatever reason, if I step out into the world with that energy, if I'm unable to create something else out of it, if I'm unable to release it, I bring that angry or that sour energy with me, chances are I'm going to continue having a bad day. So that bad moment or that bad morning turns into like a bad lunch, turns into a bad afternoon, turns into a bad evening, maybe a whole bad 24 hours until I am able to snap out of it. And that's when you find things happening like someone steals your cab or someone elbows you in the subway or someone says something rude or you spill coffee all over, you lose your keys, like you just end up having like a shitty day. But it starts somewhere, right? And if you continue obsessing over that negative negativity or that energy or thinking about how everything is really horrible, you kind of continue and you elongate the cycle of shittiness versus learning how to snap out of it, learning how to process that energy. And for me, something that I always find really works amazingly well is moving my body. So that means that even if I'm having a shitty morning, we're all entitled to shitty mornings. If I have the chance, and usually I can make it happen somehow, if I say I don't have the time, I'm trying to change that term to it's not a priority for me <laughs> because that's more true, even with the baby. If I say I don't have the time, um, I did have time to watch an hour of Game of Thrones, which is a show that I'm really enjoying. But if I have a time to watch an hour of Game of Thrones, that means I should have time to also practice an hour of yoga or maybe practice yoga instead of watching Game of Thrones. It's more about how I prioritize, right? Or maybe I prioritize sleeping in versus something else. You know, if I have the chance in the morning to step on my mat and move, all right? And it doesn't have to be yoga. Like, of course, yoga is the thing for me. Like, I'm yoga girl. <laughs> yoga is clearly my thing. But if yoga is not your thing, it doesn't have to be yoga, but it should be something that brings you into your body. So it's about getting out of your head and finding your body again. And yoga is a really great way because it's such a positive and such a mindful practice. So whatever you're working with that day, if you're working with a physical challenge or if you're feeling, you know, tired and shitty and everything's just hard, you can adapt your practice to fit what's going on that day. But moving your body sweating, getting your heart rate up, just getting out of your head and rooting back to the earth. That's the key. And I find with really intense emotion, like maybe anger. Yeah, anger is a good example of frustration or, you know, the drama. If you're stuck in that cycle right now of he said, she said, like that drama, nothing positive is going to come out of that. <laughs> Trust me, you can stay in the cycle of he said, she said, fucking forever. <laughs> And it's not necessarily going to change the circumstance of where you are. And it's not going to turn that drama into learning or wisdom. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. We all strive to eat in a way that makes our bodies feel good. But when it comes to snacks, sometimes it feels like the whole world is either delicious and a billion calories or boring and tasteless. But it doesn't have to be that way. Healthy meets delicious with Nature Box. NatureBox has over 100 snacks that taste good and that are good for you. All snacks are made from high quality, simple ingredients, which means no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. So you can feel good about what you're eating. My favorites are the sweet blueberry almonds and the salt and pepper lentil loops. The blueberry almonds are the perfect post-yoga boots and the salt and pepper lentil loops are my latest afternoon treat. You're sure to find your new snack obsession at NatureBox. They add new snacks every single month inspired by real customer feedback, the latest food trends and professional chefs. It's so simple. Just go to naturebox.com, choose the snacks that you want and NatureBox will deliver them right to your door. And there's no risk. If you ever try a snack that you don't like, just don't eat it. Nature Box will replace it for free. Right now, you can save even more. NatureBox is offering from the heart listeners three free snacks with your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash yoga girl. That's naturebox.com slash yoga girl for three free snacks with your first order. Naturebox.com slash yoga girl. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. 
It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. If you're sitting with anger right now, I would recommend like a high intensity uh, sort of movement for your body. So then, you know, taking a really dynamic vinyasa class or dancing. <laughs> I do that a lot. Like I'll turn on like a really good song, sometimes hip hop or like a really bouncy. Like it's just some, something that just kind of works for me that moment. And in my underwear, in the living room, I'll dance around. And if the song is three minutes, then I really like I bounce up and down. I jump, I like shake my head side to side. I, I go crazy. Like I move in such a crazy way that if someone was to walk by and see me, they would think that I'm having like a meltdown of some sort, <laughs> like a really intense type movement of not thinking about what you're what you're doing or how you're moving, but just kind of letting your body release. So shaking up and down, jumping side to side, dancing, um, and it works. Trust me, it might not be a permanent solution to whatever problem you're pondering. Uh, it might not fix, you know, it doesn't mean that anger is not going to come back, but it snaps you out of that cycle of oh, either poor me or nothing works or the world is horrible or everything is against me. That negative cycle of the mind just spinning over and over again, telling us how we're inadequate or how everything is bad. Because truth of the matter is what your mind tells you isn't always real. Do you, do you get that truth? <laughs> I have to tell myself this a lot because I have one of those monkey minds and I, I have a flair for drama I can compare with my husband, for instance, my husband never finds himself in drama ever. <laughs> and you can see just his whole vibe, like his whole demeanor, his, his energy. He's not the type of person to attract dramatic, like horrible, crazy things. It doesn't happen to him a lot. Sometimes it does, but very rarely. Um, it happens to me all the time if I'm not mindful of how I walk through life. I am one of those people that comes from challenges and shit and I... Uh, it turned me into a fairly dramatic person. So I have to continuously catch myself to not spin off into this dramatic craziness. <laughs> and even when we arrive back to Sweden now, and then we have uh, dinner with Olivia and Patrick, so our, our best friends, and I'm kind of, you know, asking them like, what's going on? What's new in Sweden? And it's like quiet and no, everything's good. And summer has been chill and we haven't seen them in like a month and la la la. And then of course, you know, Patrick's like, so what do you have going on? Because he knows we always have something going on. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, he texts me. He's like, so glad you guys are back and that you're bringing some fire, like you're bringing some drama. And then I felt like, oh, no, I don't want to be that person that brings the drama. But it's just something that I'm that I'm really aware of. And I know compared to if I look at my life now, compared to when I was a teenager, for instance, when I sat with drama all the time and I was unable to turn it around. I was unable to release the emotion and I was unable to release the energy of, of that challenge. My whole life was like a continuous cycle of bullshit. 
Like I was always in some sort of issue. There was always gossip around. There was always something happening. And can you believe that she did that? Or someone said something behind my back. And, and I just thought like, oh, life is so challenging. But I was creating all of that. I was setting myself up in a way where that was the energy I was sending out. I was gossiping about other people. So of course people gossip about me. That's how it works. If you're a gossiper and you feel kind of hit by what I'm saying right now, yeah, trust me, if you gossip a lot about others, that means the world gossips around you too, because that's that's just how life works. What you send out, you get back. And I can see now those cycles of drama in my life, they're much fewer. They're really spaced out and they're also much shorter. So I'm, I'm able to, through this practice of reflecting over what I do, reflecting of what I put out into the world, I'm able to cut these cycles off pretty quick. <laughs> I can catch myself and be like, okay, you know, how can I bring love into this situation? How can I immediately find that nugget of wisdom? And it's not always a fix of the problem per se. So in what I'm where I am right now, it, I don't know if it's going to work out and everything's going to be great and we're all going to be friends again and, and whatnot. I don't know. Um, but I know that right now I can act from a place of truth. I can act from a place of of good intentions where where I really want things to be peaceful and I want things to work out versus um, fueling the fire and kind of throwing wood on the fire and wanting more drama, which is a place I, I sat with before when I was when I was much younger. Um, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, depends on who's on the other end. Right now, I have no clue. I can't control this person's actions or, you know, change my surroundings or change the, uh, the material, the outside of the situation. But I can really, truly change myself, my own mindset and what I sit with and how I choose to, to respond. So do I react from this mindless place of, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened. Or do I act? There's a big difference between reacting and acting. And I'm very deep in the practice of acting versus reacting. So taking a step back and returning to the idea of what your mind tells you isn't always true. And this is a big thing, a really big thing. There's an Osho quote. Osho, he's my, my main man. I, I love him so much. Um, Osho says, life is not as serious as your mind makes it out to be. And I love that so much. Because if you get stuck in the mind, the mind is always going to live either out of what's happened to you in the past or out of fear or worry of what's coming in the future. The mind is unable to sit with what's happening in this moment right here, right now. And that's why when the mind starts spinning out of control, which sometimes or really often for all of us, this happens, we start projecting our own ideas about the world onto other people. Or we look at a situation with this kind of with these goggles on that are shaped from what we've experienced in the past versus what we're actually sitting with right now. Or we're worried about what's coming later and we act from this place of, of fear. So if we're, if we're unable to step out of the cycle of this spinning loop of the voice in your head telling you all that's wrong with the world, we're going to have a really hard time as a whole. We're going to have a really, really, really hard time. And I can see this and more and more also who, who shows up for, for my retreats, for instance, that there's so much depression, there's so much anxiety, there's so much, oh, there's eating disorders and there's just so much pain. I keep witnessing so much pain in the world. And of course, there's pain from circumstance. There's pain from, yeah, shit, and horrible stuff happens. Yes, there's pain from that, from grief and loss and disease and all these horrible things that, that happen. But more than anything else, there's pain from listening to that judgmental voice in the back of our heads. So maybe it's not as severe or traumatic as, you know, having someone die and you're moving through loss and grief. And that's, you know, that's something very different from the challenge of living with a really judgmental mind. So maybe there's nothing horrible that's playing out in your life right now. Maybe you're not dealing with something absolutely, um, you know, super challenging or a trauma or anything like that. But you have this little voice in the back of your head that tells you every day all the reasons why you're not great. Does anybody resonate? I know this is true for, I think, almost all of us. Um, there is that judgmental mind. And mine often tells me stories of how I should be doing better, <laughs> whatever scenario I'm in, how I should be doing better. So I could always be working harder. 
That's one of the things. I could be making more money. Um, I could be using this influence I have in social media in better ways and in more impactful ways. I should be getting off my ass and working more. That's something my mind tells me a lot. I'm never doing enough. Even when I step back and I look at my life like, whoa, holy shit. I do a lot. <laughs> a lot. I know objectively I do a lot. I have, it's like I have several full-time jobs and I keep creating new things and starting new businesses and new initiatives and wanting to change the world in different ways. But no matter how hard I work, it's never going to be enough if I listen to that voice in the back of my head ever. It's never going to be enough because I have this deep-seated uh, longing to fix everything. And until I've gone to a point where I've fixed everything and everyone, this voice is never going to be satisfied. And I know fixing the whole world is not really a viable <laughs> a viable thing to do. Like it's not really logical that one person can take on all the pain and all of the world. I'm going to pause for one second right now and take a photo of the sunlight that's flooding in through this window so I can share it with you because it's so beautiful. Oh, God. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love placing sentimental art and photos around the house because it can turn my whole day around just looking up and seeing a photo of my baby or mine and Dennis's wedding day. With FrameBridge.com, our home is now filled with even more cherished memories. With their simple online ordering process, you can order a fully customized piece in minutes without ever leaving your house. Go to framebridge.com and upload your photo from your computer or even directly from Instagram. If you have a physical item, they will provide secure prepaid packaging so you can mail it in for free. Preview your photo online in your selected frame or get free help from their talented designers and then wait just a few days, not weeks, for the expert team to frame and deliver your finished piece right to your door. Instead of paying hundreds at a usual framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is always free. Framebridge.com even offers a happiness guarantee, so if you're not 100% satisfied with your order, they will make it right. Get started framing your photos and your art today. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code YOGAGIRL and you'll save an additional 15% off of your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. That's framebridge.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. Wherever you're sitting right now, I know you're not sitting here with me in this in this room looking at the at the sea or the light coming in through the window, but can you look up? Can you look around you? Can you find some beauty in the moment. Can you look up at the sky if you're outside? If you're inside, can you see a friendly face or a person or a heart beating? Or look at your feet. Look how cute your feet are. Like find something and just see that there's beauty in that right now. The way I'm sitting with this beauty right now. So I want to give you an example. And an example of how my mind works, my judgmental mind, and how it sometimes creates huge obstacles in my life and in my day. And some, this might surprise you, <laughs> but I'm kind of shedding all the layers and bearing it all. So talking about uh, one of the biggest things, and this is something I, th I hope, I don't think I'm alone, but the idea of having a perfect body. Do you have the voice in the back of your head that tells you you should be skinnier? I have that voice. Do you have a voice at the back of your head that tells you you should be more fit? You should be more in shape. You should be more toned, maybe stronger, maybe more flexible. But thinner and skinnier, I think, is kind of like a, an overall. Or maybe right now, uh, maybe you feel like your butt should be bigger <laughs> or your boobs should be bigger. I don't know. There's something that, that could be better in terms of your body. Do you resonate? Oh, I would love for there to be like 100,000 people listening right now saying, what? No, I'm... 100% content with my body as it is in this moment. It's perfect. I would love that for that to be the answer. Um, I'm kind of thinking that not many people live in that reality, unfortunately. And we see that a lot um, reflected in how society looks and how, how, how we function in, in today's world. So for me, working with body stuff, um, I had a baby. I'm not even going to say I just had a baby because I didn't just have a baby. I didn't just pop her out of my vagine. Um, I had a baby five months ago. So it was not like yesterday. Uh, and I decided right away, like right away. Okay, I gained, I don't know how much weight I gained in pounds. Wait, let me, let me do that calculation. Okay, so I gained almost 40 pounds during pregnancy. Like, so 17, 18 kilos, which isn't like an insane amount. It's also not like a tiny amount. I think it's pretty average, maybe a little more than average. I don't know, whatever, it's normal. 
what the fuck is normal anyway? Nothing's normal. But yeah, around 40 pounds. And I felt so good being pregnant. I felt so beautiful. I just, oh, that like glow that people talk about. I didn't, you know, I had aches and pains and stuff, but I really felt beautiful. I loved putting on really tight dresses. I loved my belly. Like it was just so, I felt gorgeous every day almost. Um, And then when I had the baby, I decided right away because I had that voice pop up in the back of my head, like, "Uh uh-oh, time to get back in shape, right? Time to get back into shape. And right away, I just stopped it right away. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin these magical moments, these magical first months, first weeks, first days with my newborn baby by obsessing over my body and how it's not good enough or how it should be different or how it should be different really fast. No, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm not going to take away from the love that's in this moment because if I were to obsess about my body, I wouldn't be able to be present with my baby. And that's also true. And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad if you are obsessing with your body, like you're not a good mom or like you're not focusing on your baby enough. No, but if I spend all day thinking thoughts about how I am not good enough or how I'm ugly or how I'm fat, it fully changes the energy in which how, can, how I can show up for my child. So if I sit with self-love and I can really bring that into myself, that's a totally different energy that I create when I'm holding her and when I'm breastfeeding her and how I show up for her as a mom. And I want to sit with love. I want to live with love, not judgment, definitely not self-hate, like no so I stopped it right away and I was really good at it. <laughs> and I am pretty good about body positivity and about loving myself the way I am. Um, and, and it really worked super, super, super well. Like I, I really, I think I had the first at least three, three and a half months of not even really thinking a lot about how I looked, which is new for me. Like I wouldn't, you know, stand in the mirror. I wasn't like, oh, I look great or I look horrible. I just wasn't thinking about my body a lot. I was really immersed in Lea Luna and in and just and just this whole new reality, which is so amazing and so beautiful and, and also fragile. I had better things to do than just obsess about my belly not being flat yet. And I realized that this is kind of a it's it's a it's a rare thing to hear because when I would share that in social media, like say, oh, you know, I refuse to conform to this idea that I have to um, pop back into shape or, you know, work out or get my body back. Like, I don't want to move backwards. I'm moving forwards. I got such a huge response. Like, people were so relieved to hear someone say that um, because we are filled, the social media specifically is filled with so many images of just, ugh, and I kind of, I don't want to say I hate them because hate is like a horrible word and awful thing to invite into your life, but I really don't dig them. All of these fitness stars and these fitness moms that pop out a baby and then they post like hashtag one week postpartum and they have abs. Like that's not real. It's not real. It maybe it's real for you because, you know, you had like a 12 pack before and you were super mindful about how you ate during pregnancy and you're like obsessing over this and centering your life around this happening for you Uh, and genetics and all that shit. Yeah, no, it's not reality for most people. And it shouldn't be that that's what we have to do, that we we go through pregnancy and then labor and then all of a sudden we have to kind of look the way we did before. No, it doesn't work that way. And this worked really well for me for about three, three and a half months. And then I went to Sweden. And it's interesting how this works. And I really think it's rooted in the challenges that I had when I used to live here, which was a totally different reality for me. I was a teenager. I was going through a lot of stuff. But the moment we kind of arrived to Europe, I started feeling bad about my body and I didn't share it a lot online because I wasn't really super aware of it either but I started kind of and I realized uh, just a basic different thing like in Aruba I would wear every day like a tight tank top like really a tight tank top um, and just yoga pants or, or whatever and and I wouldn't even think about it at all it's just you know I have these nursing tops and they're really snug um, they work well for, for breastfeeding that's just what I would wear and then we landed in Sweden and I realized oh wait I don't feel comfortable wearing the same tank top anymore that I wore two days ago in Aruba feeling just fine um, because I have this little belly bulge now and it, and it's just and it started creeping up this little voice this little horrible voice that just started saying like oh you really should start working on this now right now you should really you should you should go to the gym or no you should go for a run or no you should do more sweaty yoga like vinyasa yoga every day you should do sit-ups, you should do boat pose, you should do this and that. This little voice, you should um, 
because this is not good enough. The way you look in the mirror right now is not good enough. You should be fitting into a smaller size jeans. And this is just, it's pissing me off. (laughs) It's pissing me off talking about it right now. (laughs) Just, I'm alone and I'm getting pissed because why? Why do we have to sit with this voice? And I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. Why? I just had a baby. My body just performed a fucking miracle. Like it's miraculous what I just pulled off on my own. I squeezed a nine and a half pound baby out of my vagina that I grew in my body. Like my whole abdomen separated and squished all of my organs like up into my fucking throat (laughs) so that I could grow a human being like from a seed into a perfect human in nine or 10 months. And then three months later, I feel bad about myself because there's a voice telling me that I should be thinner or I should be fit. Like, fuck that. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) It's making me pissed. And it's not just pregnancy. Like, it's everything. Everything. Even if you haven't been pregnant or you haven't had a baby and you just live normal life, right? You have that voice at the back of your head. And maybe it comes and goes. Maybe it's there every moment of every day. I mean, there are people that live with that. Maybe you have a voice that tells you every day how you're not beautiful or how you're fat or how you're overweight, how you should be different or look thinner or lose five pounds. Like, I just want to, oh, I want to say fuck that fucking voice. It's bullshit. They're going to put like an explicit content note on this podcast. (laughs) I'm realizing. But yeah, but I had that happen when I was in Sweden and it took up so much of my time and energy. Really, just all of a sudden having that voice at the back of my head all the time, it made me self-conscious and I'm not normally a self-conscious person or I don't live with a self-conscious voice telling me what's good and what's bad or how to live my life. And it changed everything. Like it made every day a little worse than it was without that voice. And then um, it started affecting other things too. So because of that voice, I wasn't feeling so good. So then automatically I start reaching for shittier food. Like look how that worked. I start reaching for worse food. I start eating more sugar and more candy. Um, I stopped doing like solid yoga. So when I was in Sweden a month ago, I didn't practice almost at all. Like I had no practice. And it was part of this, like you kind of, I think we're, we're looking at this the wrong way. We think that, you know, we're not taking care of ourselves or we're not healthy or we're overweight or whatever we think that we are. Um, and it's because we don't work out enough or it's because we don't eat healthy enough or because we don't do enough yoga, blah, blah, blah. That's not true. Truth is we don't do enough yoga. We don't eat well enough because we tell ourselves we're not good enough. It starts with that voice. Like it starts with you telling yourself, I am not good the way I am. And then you reach for the chocolate and then you reach for the candy and then you stop moving and then you start feeling shit and you start watching Netflix like all night long and just binge eating chips and ice cream because of that voice. And then you tell yourself, oh my God, I need to work out more, but it's impossible to work out enough and to eat healthily enough. If you tell yourself every day how horrible you are, it's so hard to make positive decisions for your body if you tell yourself negative, horrible, evil things all the time. If you're not kind to yourself, how are you going to make kind actions toward yourself throughout the day? And this is a really important thing. So I think a lot of us, we spend a lot of energy obsessing over how we can change the outside, how we can orchestrate our lives and squeeze in like stuff, like force ourselves into these things like dieting. Like Dieting is bullshit. If you're on a diet right now, I'm sorry, but just no, it's not the way. I, I, I swear to God, it's not the way we start dieting. We start counting calories or keeping a food journal, or obsessing over food or our food intake or working out like crazy. It doesn't start in that direction. Um, and even if you're doing all of that and it's sort of working on the outside because maybe you are really thin and you tell yourself every day, look how thin I am and how perfect I look and my body's great. Yeah. The moment you slip, the moment something goes wrong, the moment you don't work out that day or um, there's a term in the fitness uh, world, cheat day. Ooh. Like I hate that word. Why should you have one day a week where you get to like enjoy and it's cheating because your whole life has to be kind of made up by these rules that you're not allowed to break. Who wants to live a whole life like that? No. And the moment you slip up, you're going to start feeling badly about yourself because you didn't fix the inside. You didn't fix that voice. You didn't bring more love and kindness toward yourself. You just set the outsides of your life up in a structured way that allows you to stay within this very thin realm of looking the way society tells you to look so that you can say, yeah, I'm okay. 
You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. Third love. When I started wearing bras again after years of going without because I chose comfort over restriction, I remember just how uncomfortable they can be and how challenging it sometimes is knowing your proper size. But thanks to a new bra company, I now know the best part of the day does not have to be coming home to take your bra off. Third Love has changed the industry. Using women's real measurements and super smoothing memory foam, Third Love creates bras that fit better and feel great. These third love bras are so comfortable that sometimes I even forget I'm wearing one, which is exactly how it should be. There is a perfect bra for everyone. Find yours in just seconds by answering a few simple questions on Third Love's Fit Finder. Pay for shipping and Third Love's signature 24-7 bra is on its way. Third Love knows you will love your new bra, so they're offering from the heart listeners a chance to try one of their perfect 24-7 bras for free for 30 days. All you have to do is answer a few questions online, and then Third Love experts will recommend the perfect bra just for you. If the bra you receive is not your new favorite, you can easily return or exchange it for free. Just fill out a few questions, pay $2.99 for shipping, and receive the greatest bra you'll ever wear. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash heart to try your new favorite bra for free. Thirdlove.com slash heart. All of this has to change. And I had this big realization and it wasn't until I came back to Aruba and I put that tank top on again and I felt good <laughs> in the same tank top that I wouldn't wear in Sweden. Then I realized, okay, I'm telling myself a story about my body um, when I'm in Sweden that I'm able to let go of when I'm in Aruba. And it's important that I'm having this realization. In, in Aruba, one, uh, society as a whole there, uh, it's not that body obsessive. Um, it's, it's not, um, I don't know how to phrase this really. The energy is really, really, really different. So when I arrived to Sweden, for instance, everybody's really busy being perfect. Like you want to really have a great career, make a lot of money, be successful, be thin, look amazing, have expensive clothes, at least in Stockholm or the part of kind of Sweden where, where I am. Society and a lot of my friends and friends of friends and acquaintances and just like the world is like that here. So when you walk down the street in Sweden, for instance, I'm looking at women with strollers with tiny babies, like they're all really thin, all of them. <laughs> I swear, like so many of them that I'm seeing here in this part of Stockholm where, where I am or where I've been this, this time, it's, it is really different. And there's a harshness to people that is, that is totally different. And in Aruba, it is much more laid back. Like it's the Caribbean. Um, the idea of making a career, it doesn't really exist in the same way. Um, the idea of looking at yourself from the outside to accomplish this big outer goal um, of, of maybe being looked at as successful, it doesn't really exist in that way. It's really, really, really different. Um, and I think it has to do, it has to do with the climate. It has to do with, you know, living on the beach. It is much more relaxed. It's a whole different mentality. It's a totally different life. And also the way that I've personally set up my life in Aruba where I live, like I have a yoga studio. Um, I spend my days talking about self-love. Like I teach yoga for a living. The community that, that we've created around Island Yoga, it's all about self-love. So the team that we have, everything there, like it's set up with a different vibe. And then arriving to Sweden and to Stockholm, it's totally different. And it triggers something in me. And it's maybe also related to my past. It triggers something in me that makes that voice uh, that allows that voice to come back. So this is really important to make note of. My weight hasn't changed. Okay, my body is not different at all. My body is the same in Aruba as it is in Sweden and in Aruba again, or wherever I go. My mind's different. That voice is there or it's not. So suddenly when I came back to Aruba, I put that tank top back on and I said, wow, I, I look really great. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm giving myself compliments of how great I look or like how, how I feel good in my body versus looking in the mirror like, oh, look at that bulge. I can't walk outside like that. No. So I'd put on like a cardigan or something like, you know, not as snug. But my body hasn't changed. It's just my mind. And I have that ability to shift energy from that negative thought telling me how I'm not good enough to something more positive. Or if I can't change the thought, if I can't change that, doing something to bring my awareness away from my mind and into my physical body. 
And that's a really important thing. So whether it is going for that run, like just to get out of your head, not going for a run to lose weight, you have to realize there are really different things, different energies to these two decisions. Not going for a run because you have to change your body or or lose weight, but going for a run because you want to get out of your head. It's a totally different thing. Or maybe it's just dancing around your living room in your underwear. Maybe it's stepping on your yoga mat. Maybe it's going for a walk with your baby in a stroller in the woods, going for a swim. Like it's something, just getting back into your body because that's such a good way to snap out of it. And here's also something interesting just to round off the story. So I had the realization, I went back to Aruba, I put on the same tank top, I felt great, I'm doing yoga again. All of a sudden my eating habits are different than they were in Sweden. Like I'm just automatically taking better care of myself because that voice in my head started telling me a different story. So when I tell myself I'm beautiful, I make changes in my day and I might take actions in my day to uphold that, meaning I'm going to take good care of myself. If I tell myself I'm ugly, or I'm fat, or I'm not good enough, it's going to be so hard to make those kind decisions. So instead, you know, I reach for the candy or I watch more Netflix, like I do mindless things that perpetrate that whole image. And in the end of the day, it's just a negative cycle that continues because of that voice, because I listen to that voice. So... We were in Aruba for about a month. I started feeling really good about my body again, stopped obsessing over it. And then we went back to Sweden now. And immediately, like I kid you not, like day two of Sweden, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I guess like, am I bigger than the other moms that walk around here with their strollers? And I start looking around and I see all these like women and they're all super thin and really fit. And I I took a few yoga classes here and I'm like, wow, everybody's like, crazy skinny and I just all of a sudden I start looking at myself from the outside and then that voice comes back and it's like you know what maybe you should go for a run and it's not the type of run to get me out of my head and into my body no it's the type of run that gets me deeper into my head because I want to change something because I feel like I'm out I look fat and then that voice starts saying oh you know what your baby's five months old like five months is a long time. I don't think you can just still say like, you know, you just had a baby. You really need to start working on getting that body back. And this goddamn voice, I kid you not, it ruins my life. Okay, it's make, it makes everything impossible. And yesterday, <laughs> things culminate. And I love that I can share this now because it means the drama of yesterday is turning into a little nugget of wisdom and I'm able to share it with you. Yesterday, I got up in the morning, I put on a pair of jeans, and I I have this really cute little blouse, and it's kind of a knitted, not knitted, it's like a crocheted blouse, and it's see-through, but really cute. Um, And I wore a black bra underneath and this kind of half see-through, like crocheted top, and then I put on my fringe boots, which are my favorite boots that I love so much, like little hippie fringe boots, and I went out on the town, and I had a meeting, and I was out with the baby, and out with Dennis, and then... We ended up in a part of town where people are a little bit wealthier, like a part of town where this, yeah, the the super skinny super mom is more prevalent in this area of town, if I can say it in that way. And all of a sudden, this voice starts coming in the back of my head. I saw one woman. She walked out of a yoga studio with a stroller. And I look in her stroller. She passed me. And this tiny little baby, like this baby is maybe a month and a half or two months old. And she is so skinny. Like she's so tiny, this woman. Her, um, she has no belly bulge at all. Like her, her belly is totally flat and she's really fit. And all of a sudden this voice pops into my head and it says, oh my God, look at her. She, she just had a baby. You had a baby five months ago. Like she's half as skinny as you. Wow. Okay. You better do something about this right now. And I start spinning into this negative cycle of this voice telling me all the reasons why I'm fat and not good enough. So what do I do? I was unable to snap out of it. Totally unable to snap out of it. And I kind of, I'm walking downtown and there's, or I'm walking through a mall downtown and there are mirrors everywhere. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and this voice keeps, keeps telling me things. It started with this one thing, seeing this one woman and her, that she didn't have a belly bulge. And I'm like, oh my God, I really should be in better shape than I am right now. It's been five months. Oh, and then I see the blouse that I'm wearing and I'm like, why am I wearing this blouse? Like, this is a really trashy looking blouse. And I love it. I normally love it. And then my, this voice tells me it's really trashy looking. I can't believe you're wearing that. And then I pass another mirror and then this voice goes, oh, you're wearing those like fringe boots in this part of town. You should be wearing like a high heel or something different. Like that does, it looks really, oh, you look like a homeless person. <laughs> the voice goes on and on. Like it just started picking up my whole, I picked my whole body apart, everything from my boots to my blouse. 
to like my boobs are too big. I should be wearing like uh, a different type of bra to my hair should be up, not down. And I had a 10 minute frenzy (laughs) in this mall where I went into a changing room, tried on gazillion types of clothes. I went to some like whatever store nothing looked good. I felt like I looked horrible in everything that I wore. I, nothing looked good. I put my hair up. I text Dennis to tell him to bring my heels because he was at home and we were going to meet up later to bring my heels from home because I can't wear these boots anymore. And I told him it's too hot for these boots. I need my heels. Uh, that wasn't true at all. <laughs> I thought like I looked like too like boho in this. I didn't fit in in these boots. I needed to wear my high heels to going to another store, look, trying on like five different types of shirts, nothing fit. I just, the more I'm trying, the worse I feel, right? And then I realized like, okay, I, st- I went from trying on different tops and like cute things that I thought would look nice that didn't feel good. I started trying on cardigans and sweaters because I thought, okay, maybe if I cover myself up, I'll feel better. And I, I, I went into like a total like crazy person frenzy of <laughs> trying on like 20 pairs of bullshit items of clothing trying to make myself feel prettier I'm almost I'm yeah I'm tearing up as I say it because it makes me really sad that there's a part of me that doesn't think that I'm beautiful it makes me really sad that that there is that voice there that it's still I'm 28 years old I live a good life I know like I'm a beautiful person from the outside like and inside I know it And I have that voice that tells me so harshly and so loudly sometimes of how ugly and how fat I am that it spurred me into an actual frenzy of trying to fix the outside so that I would feel okay on the inside. And here's what's where it gets good. This whole time, this frenzy, I'm pushing a stroller around, baby's sleeping the whole time. And I just, I look up and I'm in this changing room and I just, I see my boots and my jeans and my belly bulge and my ginormous breastfeeding boobs and this like crocheted see-through top that I'm wearing and my hair that I put up and all of these items of clothing that I'm trying on. And they, I just, they were all in a pile on the floor because everything looked awful. And I, re- I realized the clothes are not the problem. <laughs> the boots are not the problem. And then the baby wakes up and she smiles at me and I just like, oh my God, like none of this is the problem at all. Like this voice, I can't fix it. There's no cute top in the world that's going to fix this voice. No pair of high heels (laughs) is going to fix this voice. No six pack abs, like no shape of my body is going to fix this voice. Even if I were to lose 25 pounds, I would have a six pack and I would fit into that idea of looking perfect or being super skinny. If, even if I looked at that mom that was like half my size, that voice would still be there. She has that voice too. Every supermodel that you see on Instagram, like everyone, like the Victoria's Secret models and Kim Kardashian, every celebrity, every person that you look at and you think, oh my God, they have a perfect body. They must live a perfect life. Trust me, they have this voice too. And nothing that you do on the outside is going to fix it. So I just, I took a deep breath. I just, I stepped out of that changing room. I closed the door. I picked my baby up and I just held her and I breathed into her neck and I just kind of felt this whole tension. I felt all of it just melt away. Like, oh, and then I started laughing (laughs) and I just looked at myself in the past minutes, what I had done, like that insane spiraling out of control of my mind. And I started laughing and I just realized like, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Like, look at what I just did because of something that I told myself in my head. It's not even true. And I know there's like hundreds of thousands of people out there, maybe 2 million people out there that look at my social media feed every day and they say, oh, she has it perfect. <laughs> look at her and her perfect body and her perfect life and how she has everything great and she's so beautiful and they look at me as one of those people like the way I looked at that woman with her stroller people look at me that way too like I just started laughing like this is so ridiculous and I'm walking out of the store and this is the funniest fucking thing I'm walking out of the store and this guy who's behind the counter he looks at me he's like hey was everything okay did you did you not like what you were trying on I said no no it wasn't really great but thanks anyway and he looks me up and down and he says hey nice boots. <laughs> ah, and I just looked him in the eye and I said, thanks. They're my favorite ones. <laughs> I want to thank you for listening in today. If I can end 
just a little urge. Hmm. If there's something you can do today just to inspire a little more self-love, just to bring yourself a little bit more kindness. If you can catch that voice in the back of your head, if you have it, maybe today it's not there, maybe tomorrow it will be, maybe it's there all day long, wherever you're at. If you can catch it, if you can turn it around, if you can take one action today, that's actually for you to inspire love within yourself. So not to look good, but to feel good, really, from your heart. If there's one thing you can do, one thing, one thing, maybe it's smelling your baby's neck, you know, maybe it's moving your body. Maybe it's just right now, like going into the bathroom, taking all your clothes off, looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself all the ways of how fucking beautiful you are and how perfect you are in every way and how no one in this world can do what you do. Nothing would be the same if you weren't here and you are so special and you're so deserving and so worthy and so beautiful in every way possible. And if you don't trust that yourself telling yourself that take it from me trust me just trust me when I tell you this you're beautiful (laughs) and if you felt alone having that voice at the back of your head telling yourself that you're not well now you know you're not alone we all feel this and the beauty of it is we all also have the power to turn it around right to step back into compassion into kindness and back to love (sighs) and I love you (laughs) I really, really do. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And of course, thank you to my sponsors, Bombas, Naturebox, Framebridge, and Third Love. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I will see you next week.